Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is March 25th. Today, you guys, is day four in the Book of Venus. Are you guys sick of Enos yet? Because <laughs> I am not. I am loving it. I am finding so many amazing principles of the gospel in the book of Enos through his example of conversion. Now, as you guys know, we have been talking about that process of going from knowledge to testimony to conversion. We see it in the beginning where it talks about how Enos was raised, learning about the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Then he's out hunting one day, and those words which his father had spoken about the gospel sunk deep within his heart. And then he turned that testimony into conversion as he acted, as he repented, as he prayed, and as he received this amazing blessing of redemption, and how that changed his course. Because all of a sudden, it wasn't just something that he heard about, but it was the way he lived. It was what he did. Now, something that I love here is how Enos's conversion led him to a concern for the welfare of his brethren. President Hunter in the book Teachings of the Presidents of the Church said this, Anytime we experience the blessings of the atonement in our lives, we cannot help but have a concern for the welfare of others. A great indicator of one's personal conversion is the desire to share the gospel with others. Now that can be a little bit hard to hear <laughs> because we don't all do our very best at this. There are so many different ways where I could be better at working for the salvation of my brothers and sisters in the way we serve in our callings, in how we minister to our brothers and sisters and our neighbors, and also how we do member missionary work. It's really hard for a lot of people I always thought that I'd be one of those people that would be a member missionary my whole life, and I found that the older I'm getting, the harder it's becoming. One of the greatest member missionaries I've ever met in my entire life, his name was Roger Wright, and when I got home from my mission, he called me Sister Peru, and when I got home from my mission, he put his arm around me and said, Sister Peru, do you know the golden question of member missionary work? Now, I had been home from my mission for less than a month, so I'm sitting there thinking, oh yeah, like, have you read the Book of Mormon? What do you know about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and would you like to know more? Like, I'm thinking of all those questions that I would ask as a missionary, right? So I run those by him, and he's like smiling, and he's like, no, that's not it, no, that's not it. And then he just looked at me so lovingly, and he said, Sister Peru, the golden question of member missionary work is... What do you like on your hamburger? And it took me a second to realize what he meant. Because member missionary work begins by loving people, by embracing our neighbors, embracing our friends, embracing those that are different from us, and just loving them, having those barbecues together, enjoying time together. President Wright taught me that that was the golden question of member missionary work. And that is you love people sincerely and develop genuine friendships with people that missionary work would naturally follow. That was a profound lesson in my life and a lesson that I'll never forget. So here we have Enos and he's experienced this conversion. Just like I had on my mission, I was totally converted, super excited, wanted to, you know, bless the entire world. Enos is having those feelings. 
He is converted and he wants to save everyone now. In verse 9 and 10, he says this, And now it came to pass, when I had heard these words, I began to feel a desire for the welfare of my brethren, the Nephites. Wherefore, I did pour my whole soul unto God for them. And while I was thus struggling in the spirit, behold, the voice of the Lord came unto my mind again, saying, I will visit thy brethren according to their diligence in keeping my commandments. Now, two things that really stand out to me there. Verse 9 says that, He was pouring his whole soul out. And verse 10 calls it struggling in the spirit. So again, we get that visual of prayer is a form of work. This was not a casual prayer. This was not trite. There were no vain repetitions. He was pouring his whole soul out. He was struggling in the spirit and he was working in that prayer. And then in verse 10, it says that the Lord promised Enos that he would bless the Nephites but only according to their obedience to the commandments. It seems to me, you guys, that that is a natural law that our Father in Heaven obeys. Think about Doctrine and Covenants 82.10, where it says, I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say, but when you do not what I say, you have no promise. Or Doctrine and Covenants 1.30, verses 20 and 21, where it talks about there being a law irrevocably decreed before the foundations of the earth. And that when we obtain any blessing, it's because of obedience to the law upon which it's predicated. So here you have Enos desiring for the welfare of his people. And the Lord is like, look, I want to bless your people. And I promise that I will. But I'm bound here. (laughs) Your people have to obey my commandments. And then I will give them all the good things. I promise. But we have to obey this natural law. They have to obey my commandments. So hearing that promise, Enos is filled with even greater faith and an even greater desire to bless others. So this time his conversion leads him to pray for his enemies, the Lamanites. Joseph Smith said that a man who is filled with the love of God is not content with blessing his family alone, but ranges through the whole world, anxious to bless the whole human race. And that is how Enos was feeling. It wasn't enough to bless the Nephites anymore. All of a sudden, he wanted those blessings for the Lamanites as well. So again, we see the work that comes with prayer. Verse 12, it says, After I had prayed and labored with all diligence. So he's praying and laboring with all diligence, praying for the the Lamanites. But something else that he prayed for and asked for there was that the Lord would preserve the Book of Mormon. That if the Nephites should fall into unbelief and become wicked, that the Lamanites could preserve the record because Enos understood the power of the Book of Mormon and the importance of the words written there. My friends, I testify to you that conversion is a step-by-step process, that we can have all the knowledge in the world of the scriptures. And that's great, but it's not enough. You and I have to let those words, the words of the scriptures, the words of the living prophets and apostles sink deep within our hearts and allow the buds of testimony to grow and to build. And as awesome and great as that is, it still isn't enough. Once we have 
the seed of testimony planted firmly in our hearts, it is up to you and I to put our faith into action, to live the gospel, to do the things which God would have us do. I testify to you that as we act, as we live the gospel, as we do the things that Heavenly Father would have us do, as we obey His commandments, not only do we open the gates to allow Him to bless us, we fix our conversion in our minds and in our hearts. And as we do that and continue to do that, we become steady and immovable in our faith and convictions. That is where we need to be. That is where our Father in Heaven desires us to be. And I testify to you that as we put our faith into action and live the gospel, that is what we can obtain. Thank you so much for listening today, you guys. If you're liking this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, and to share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.